Hallelujah, our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You may sit again every Sunday this Easter season. We're springboarding from the epistle. Always from 1 John, now we're into chapter 5. And especially today, uh, this line, two lines, we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdens. In Christ's name. The sermon series is titled Easter Means, and I remind you every Sunday also with our emails each week that I can preach this from the catechism uh, based on God's word, of course, that the resurrection of Christ means that he is the son of God. His word is true. Our sins are forgiven before the Father in heaven, and we too shall rise. You see all these things, I think, in John's epistle, also connected especially with the gospel, also written by him. And we have seen so far this Easter season that Easter means your forgiveness, as you just mentioned, your inheritance. It means love from the Father and through you. That's going to connect to today. And victory we shared last week. One of John's favorite words, Nike, uh, the shoe company, Nike. But today, before we see that it means next week, eternity. Easter means, you heard it there, obedience. We keep his commandments, John writes. And I think this connects, not artificially, with Mother's Day. Obedience, right? It is a, a prime element of a mother's relationship with her children. Probably one of the top things she wants for her children to be obedient. You've seen, maybe you felt, dear mothers, that that awkward, almost shame when your kids aren't obedient. Not only in their youth, but as adults going astray. Obedience, so important. Also for the mother, Christian mothers want to obey God in that most high calling and vocation, motherhood. Those efforts at obedience by the children or by the mother herself are not enough, at least by themselves. So obedience, even just outward obedience, is a good thing. We want that indeed in all our families, whether they're Christian or not, children growing to adults who live moral lives, not hurting others, stealing from others, living a moral life sexually, and indeed doing good towards others with kindness, right? And indeed we want that performance from our mothers, fathers to all parents, 
I mean, even if they're just going through the motions of bringing their kids to church, God's word is so powerful, it acts on them. But that mere outward obedience, of course, is not what God wants. Psalm 51, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Above all, God wants the heart first broken with repentance. That's a message we need to share, not only every year on Mother's Day, but for parents in general. The main calling of God, before the real main calling of God is to repent of sin. You'll see a wonderful video just before our prayers today about God's grace and mercy to mothers in all kinds of situations, women of all kinds. And we do thank God for what we can see with our eyes, their tremendous service and sacrifice. Portals of Prayer today had a great list in it of things mothers do, but number one, every mother, every father, every person here needs to repent and admit, I have failed. I have as a father. I have not been obedient to God the way I should. Every mother here, every person here too. That's why we begin our worship with confession of sin. And that's why obedience, as integral as it is to the relationship of, of parents with children, of, of, of us with God, is second to something else. It can be couched in different ways indeed I do today, but I will put it in terms of another favorite word of the apostle, love. Above all, a mother wants for her child, that child knows and receives her love. And it's most important for us children of God, that above all we know and receive God's love. I love the verse two weeks ago, three weeks ago we had See what kind of love the Father has given us. Behold His love again today. A love that indeed covers your disobedience as a mother, father, as a child of God, disobedient though we are, God still loves. His love isn't contingent on our obedience. In fact, it's here today in the midst of our disobedience. And there's a reason. Jesus. Him crucified for our sins. A number of times in his epistle, John says he is, that big word in this translation, the propitiation, the payment for our sins, not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. Because Jesus 
has paid for our sins. God always looks at you. I like to say I got it from someone else. I just would love him, but with liking, he wants you around him, sinner though you be. You know, every parent just about looks at their child through rose-colored glasses, right? You know what that means? We see our kids as, if not perfect, better than others, at least. My kids were the best pianists at all their recitals. I will tell you, from my perspective, they, they were the, the best athletes on their, their soccer teams. And they're the best now grown adults in their life in the church, from my perspective, but of course, that perspective is from the bias of a, a, a father, and maybe for no other reason, God looks at you through a blood-colored lens. There's a reason for his calling you perfect in his eyes. By this we know love, it says in chapter 3, that he laid down his life for us. Jesus paid the price. Again, you'll see in the video today so many wonderful tributes and, and prayers for mothers. But there's one line I wish they had expanded. I think it's especially for, for mothers, parents, who have seen a child leave them in some way. And the video says something like that we have a God who restores the prodigal, right? The parable in Luke 15. And he does, his heart is there to bring every child of his back. There's the reason Jesus Having his love in our hearts is the way we can obey and indeed love the way he loved us. You know, a number of times in this epistle, also in the Gospel of John, it mentions this is God's command. Uh, quote for you, 1 John 3, 17, that we believe in Jesus Christ, that we trust in him. Jesus, in John chapter 6, said these words, surely John got them hearing his Lord. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son believes in him and has eternal life. With that love in the heart, a child is not only held and restored, but then moves forward with confidence of obedience. I do think that my, my confidence in my kids helped them persevere with the other practice and make it to soccer practice and now go to church and Bible class on Sundays because, because I think so much of them. 
God sees you as perfect. He asks you to live now according to that standard. I'm an imperfect father. We have imperfect mothers here today. But John emphasizes in this epistle that God's love is perfected in us. He shares perfect love, the best love for you. That's why John can write in this short text, we obey his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. The load has been lifted. When I saw that verse, I thought that's the opposite of what Jesus says in a different way. His commandments are not burdensome. That's just the word for heavy there. You know, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11. Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. He was talking about those who are burdened by trying to earn God's love with their own righteousness. Come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. My yoke is easy, fitting. Just what you need is what the word means in Greek. My burden is light. God loves every sinful mother, father, person here today. And that load is lifted. It's not that we have to obey in order to have God's love. We've got God's love unconditionally in Christ. And so we obey. I often say, I think I said before, it's not that you gotta, you get it. Right? It's not that you got to obey in order to go to heaven and be with God. You are going to heaven in Christ and are with God now and forever. Next week, we'll see. Therefore, you get to get to obey. And you go forth looking for His command. Indeed, sharing the love he's given you with others unconditionally, mothers with undeserving children, even in the womb and before they know, Christians loving one another with all our faults and stains, going forward to love sinners in this world just like us, We obey. We follow. One popular word in the New Testament for obey, not here in 1 John, but elsewhere, the Apostle Paul uses it a lot, simply means to hear. I often translate it, hearken. We hear our shepherd's voice, right? The one who loves us, the one who laid down his life for us. And so we follow. And obey. Indeed. Because he has paid for our sins on the cross. He's risen with the proof and his spirit. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. That's what he's through.